Good morning, Volleyers. Wait, good evening. It's a good evening. It is a good evening to be listening to the Volleys of History with Ryan and Jared. And it's been a minute. It's been a minute, I think. This is the longest break that we've taken. Yeah, we had a little bit of a... It was Hi- not a, a hiatus. A hiatus, yes. Don't. It was not a breakup. We just were busy. We were crafting our stories. Yeah. Living life. Absolutely. Making that money. What two mid-20-year-olds need to be doing. Yeah. Having a life-ish. You're welcome, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Supporting ourselves. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. What are you, uh, what are you been up to? Well, um, you know, I've been working, and I had a terrible race that I was telling you about you this were. weekend. Yeah, so I, got, I like to run. We talked about that in yeah. one podcast, and yeah. it was just awful. It was kind of one of those days where everything that could go wrong did. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, warming up. It was a half marathon. Yeah. I was, like, warming up, jogging around, you know, doing some strides, and it just felt like death. Yeah. And the race started, and I didn't feel too super good. What kind of what kind of not feeling good was this? So like, you know, I started out and like there was like six of us like lead mm-hmm. pack, you know. Yeah. Like the first six miles, I was like, I can probably do this. Yeah. But then I just started getting like really bad stomach cramps. Oof. That's gotta and be the worst. Anyway. I couldn't really <laughs> hold anything down like water yeah. or like any sort of foods. It was just like coming right back up, like nausea, and I was just oh. like trying like holding that down. And then the diarrhea kicked in, <laughs> and then I just ended up walking slash jogging in the last. Dude, it was like brutal. Right in the middle of the race. Right in the middle. How so do you was... like? How do you run and like? Just you would need to poop the whole time. Dude, it was. How rough. do you even move? I was like peeling off the trail, like to go. Oh man. And it, it was it was shitty, man. That was tough. Yeah. It was it was quite shitty. It was literally I... shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and the bummer was like the finishing time was not mm-hmm. even that fast. Like had it been a great day, like had I been like on yeah. a good day, could have won the race. Damn. But instead, I. When I had the slowest <laughs> race of my life, and you said uh, I, I walked to the finish. Yeah, you said people were uh, passing you, and oh yeah, yeah, it was just demoralizing. You yeah. know, it's like I put, you know, week months of my life into this sport, mm-hmm. and just getting passed by some like hobby jogger, you know, weekend warrior. Yep. No offense to those people, like I love they, you. They're out there doing it. But, but they're it, the ones like, oh, you got it, honey, you can do it. Exactly. It would be like, you know, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> like me and Usain Bolt, like lining up, you know, some like big hundred meter race, and like Usain Bolt just like eats, eats it, trips, like busts his nose, and like can't run, and I'm just like running as fast as I can, which is not that fast down the straightaway, and Usain Bolt's like holding his face, like trying to catch up, and he can't catch up. He says he has to walk because he's hurting so bad, and then I win the race. <laughs> How and you come saying? up to him after and say, it's okay, man, you'll get him next yeah, time. Yeah, and I say, hey, good job, man, nice run. <laughs> so that's what Usain Bolt was feeling, I was feeling, in a very small local scale. But you at least finished, that's good. I did, I trudged I through. I want to quit. <laughs> I wanted to quit, but there was no way to quit. That was yeah. the problem, because it was all on these trails, so mm-hmm. like, there's no way to get back besides <laughs> just, like, finishing. <laughs> just roll yourself, just use the momentum from your farts to just propel you forward exactly. as much as you can. <laughs> Yeah, I lost a lot of liquid that race, but it was a disaster. Dang. Well, it's good to see you here and functional. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, we're a little uh, we're a little bundled up today because it's been getting chillier. It has. It's actually not as cold as it has been, which I'm I'm thankful for. No, we had that one day where it was like 20 in the morning. It was super cold. Right. And uh, do noting this is our this is our Halloween cast. It is a Halloween episode. We'll call it. Yeah. 
And uh, you, that was the last time I saw you for Halloween. That was, like, what, a week ago-ish? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't see you at the Balloon Regatta. I know, man. We have a great hot air balloon festival here in Page, Arizona, first week in November. Yeah. Um, it's a good time were to you be there? in Page. I was here a little bit. You know, my friend got a houseboat. He's a captain on the lake. Oh, that's right. Shout out Captain Vine. And, uh, Vine. he got a great deal on a houseboat. So I was out on the lake on a houseboat. It was just at Lone Rock. So we kind of just came and went, but I was out there on Friday. I was at the beer garden on Friday and there was not a soul there. The vendors yeah. looked sad. I felt bad for them. I wanted to go like buy one thing from each of them. So they felt better because like there mm-hmm. was zero people there on Friday. Well, yeah. I mean, Saturday night is like the big one, the glow. It's fair. That's and where Thursday, I, I wasn't there. And Thursday Friday. was the, was Halloween too. So I feel like there was that middle day. True. People were yeah. recovering. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was a good, it was a great, it's the best weekend to be in Paige. If you're ever mm-hmm. trying to come visit Paige, that is the weekend to come for sure. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. All the hot air balloons, it's crisp. Yeah. But still, like, usually gets nice enough you can do something. Yeah. And it was, it was beautiful. It was. It was yeah. nice. But yeah, that was the last time I saw you was, was Halloween, and this is, our, yeah. this is our Halloween episode. But oh, it got this. cold. It got cold on Halloween. It did. Yeah. It was a chilly one. It was a chilly one. Well, yeah. we tell, tell the people what you were. Yeah. I was a butler. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had white gloves, towel, a tray, and... Lauren, my wife, was a maid. Yeah. It was perfect. Just a perfect match. You, I gotta say, you know, people dress up in the costumes, whatever, but what I love about you is, and we saw this a couple years ago with your vacuum costume. Oh, yeah. You really embrace the costume. You really embrace it, and man, by by 6.30, you were a butler. Like, there was was no mistaking you. Yeah, giving out the candy on the tray. Mm Mm-hmm. You looked very professional. Bending over at the waist. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, Halloween's one thing to to dress up, mm-hmm. but you just got to be it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I dress up, which we should preface this. I hate Halloween, and I'm going to talk about that multiple times. Ugh. Not my favorite holiday. <laughs> but it gave me an excuse to wear a John Elway jersey to school and a hat. So I was John Elway for the day, <laughs> which perfectly resembles my godlike throwing abilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you hate Halloween? I Dude... I mean, I think part of it for me is just, and I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit in my story, but it's just, it's so, you sound so commercialized. Sad. I am sad. He I just, sounds so sad right now. I don't, know if I you guys don't are love it. That. I had, I had uh, this lady that I know in town. It's actually one of the kids that I coach. It's his mom. And he, she just, I had told her that I hated Halloween. So she calls me to just console me. She's like, hey, I want to make sure you're doing okay. I'm like, thank you. I'm fine. It's just not my favorite, you know? I don't know. I guess, it, like I said, it, I think it's just the commercialization of it is part of it. Dude, what about Christmas? Christmas is so I agree, I agree, I agree. Commercialized. I agree, as most of our holidays are. I just think Halloween is, I don't know, I don't like scary things, number one. Mm. But I don't know, I guess I liked it as a kid. It's fun for the kids. I appreciate yeah. that. It's the worst day in the world to be a teacher. It is. Obje- like, objectively, the worst Fact. day to be a teacher, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, I don't know. It's, I remember like, this is actually a funny story. I remember at Halloween, like it, when I was in high school, I was one day where I was just like sitting there, like deep in YouTube trying to find like music. Uh-huh. And I stumbled across a band called One Direction. That is a true story. Like <laughs> just, I found their like tape, like of when they were on, they were on a TV show, like an, uh, it's called X Factor. They were on a TV show and then they made their first music video. And I remember watching that one night on Halloween. 
Couldn't tell you why. Probably because I hated Halloween and I didn't want to be doing anything else except for... And you discovered One Direction. I don't want to say I discovered One Direction, but I was like, well, these guys are pretty yeah, good. Yeah, there's like a billion fans out there <laughs> competing for that. I know. I'm, that's, I'm not going to claim it, but it's just a funny story. That's a good Halloween story. But I was I was really into it, which now I want to take back, but... Right. I don't know if I would wear that as a, a badge of honor <laughs> exactly. or like a, a scar. That's why I'm discreetly <laughs> telling you between these two chairs. <laughs> Oh, man. Volliers, you can hold that one up against Ryan. I'd like to see at least one email right. make fun of that. <laughs> Somebody please Cole, pass that in there. please. <laughs> Speaking of, we got an email. And we want to say, we got the email, and we're going to talk about it when you tell your story. Yes. Later. Bree. Yes. Bree. Again. Hitting us with the great recommendations. Also, side tidbit, she recommended we do scary stories. Yes. For Halloween, which... We're doing tonight. Yeah, we have some spooky stories. We have some scary stuff. Yeah, um, but she also asked if we could talk about a little place in Arizona called Jerome. Jerome. That I'll mention for a wee bit before my story starts. Bree, I'm Perfect. sorry I got the email a little late, as in the minutes before <laughs> we recorded this. Ryan pointed out to me I didn't see it, so I'm sorry. I won't be talking about Jerome, but I'll talk about it a little bit. Heck I'll yeah. talk about what I know. So. I'm excited for that, because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, cool. I also wanted to quickly say, I got mm-hmm. to do something awesome in last weekend, two weekends ago. Oh, yeah. I got to climb Navajo Mountain, which is the highest point around where we live, and mm-hmm. it's really cool, because it's always out there on the looming. on the horizon, always looming. And I'll tell you what, you know, I've, I've climbed my fair share of mountains, but I've never been to the top of a mountain and seen something so beautiful because you're basic. You basically get to see the entire Lake Powell. You get to look like kind of north um, towards Bullfrog and then west towards Page. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's funny. You look east and you see Monument Valley clearly. It's incredible how clearly you can see it. Wow. And you look south and you can see Mount Humphreys, which is in Flagstaff, and that's the tallest point in Arizona. Dang. And it was just a great day, you know, it was like it was a tough hike, it was a lot. Um, but man, it was something I've wanted to do since I moved here and it was absolutely incredible. It looks so, incredible, man. Yeah, I, I gotta, gotta see some more there. pictures. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It's it was incredible. So. Who'd you go with? Um so I went with this uh family. I taught I've taught both of their daughters and I've coached their son and they invited me to come up because you need a Navajo to kind of bring you up there. Mm-hmm. There's a road actually that goes all the way to the top. Um, because they have cell phone towers at the top. It's funny because on the <laughs> middle of this mountain, this kind of tall mountain, 10,000 feet, in the middle of the desert, I had way better service than anywhere else around here. Way better service than in Page. Wow. It's a Verizon tower up on the top. Um, but there's a road, actually, that goes all the way to the top, and you basically just hike along the road. Okay. Um, but I, I know the way now. So. Did you see any elk? No, that was honestly, like, the saddest thing about the whole hike was we didn't see, like, any animals. And if you yeah. think about it, it's such an isolated ecosystem because uh, it's at 10,000 feet, so you get some higher level trees, some aspens, yeah, which we don't have anywhere near here. Yeah, I've heard there's, like, elk up there. I'm sure there, yeah, and they're probably, like, a pretty isolated little pocket of them. Right. But we didn't see. I saw a hawk. They're probably but, pretty skittish, too. Yeah, I'm there. sure. Don't they, I'm sure they don't pe- see people very much. Right. But, yeah. Right. No, it was, like... Probably one of the best sites I've ever seen. Yeah, and I went with Sweet. my friend Morgan. Shout out to Morgan, one of my best friends. We had an incredible day. So Nice, man. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And uh, soccer's done. And happy to be having some free time again. Yeah. So 
We got a little work trip coming up this weekend. Yes. We gotta talk about the work trip. Yeah, we're taking a little workcation to Phoenix. Yes. Um, Me and Jared are headed down on a work trip. We're gonna call it a podcast work weekend. Yeah, we're gonna get our Patreon ironed out. So yes. Those donations, um, you know, coming soon. Yes. Be on the lookout for that. Should we talk? Should we talk about that? Instagram. Should give them a little taste. This is okay. a little snippet. So we're gonna make a Patreon, and I guess what we'll tell you now is that you will have. The ability to contribute to the story choosing process. Yes. Is that fair? Yes. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. We'll so leave it Your at money that. will go to getting stuff that you want heard. Yes. Talked about by us. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> if it didn't, then... I'm going to leave a little cryptic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> um, so that's on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that. And... We're going down to see Wilderado. Shout out to Wilderado. Shout out Wilderado. It's They're our favorite band. band. They're our band. They're our band. We're probably two of their best groupies. Absolutely, we're their best groupie. And you yeah. talk about like I by no means discovered One Direction. Absolutely not. They were on national television before <laughs> I saw them. So by no means. But we did discover one, or we did discover Wilderado. We did. Yes. The first concert we went to, there was literally five people there. Three of them were me, you, and Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, we had we had beers with them. We had beers with them. We had some the tall boys with them. We had tall boys. I think they were PBRs. Yeah, they were PBRs. They were. Yeah. So we we know these guys. Yeah. We recognize us. And then oh yeah, so re- recognize this is a funny story about <laughs> me and Jared. So we see them in Vegas. We meet them. They were awesome. They played a great show. Then the year later, we went down to Phoenix to see them, and we for some reason thought they were the main act. <laughs> They're yeah. a little low key. So we show up late. Of course, we're in there. We arrive at the middle of their set. So we get there. We like elbow our way to the front. And then they recognize us in the stands. The lead singer like points at us while he's singing. And he laughs. And he laughs. <laughs> and our friend Brandy was with us. And she had two girls next to her go, Are those guys gay? <laughs> and she goes, No. They just love this band. But yeah, they recognized us in the crowd. They pointed at us. We fangirled oh, so God. hard. We fangirled hard. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited to see them again this weekend. It's going to be a good time. So check them out. They make some great music. Yep. Will Dorado. Perfect. Well, oh, I have a quick thing. This okay. goes back to one of our plugs. We're going to hit our plugs. Spotify. Yep. Spotify. Email. Facebook. Spotify. Share. Share. Email. Let me talk about email. Okay. So, since it's Halloween, I wanted to toss this out there quickly. I had a tough time picking my story, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I was Googling, like, mysteries throughout history. So, real quick before we start, we'll call this the question of the cast. Okay. And then we'll start with my story. I want you to rank your top three mysteries of history. Like, the biggest mysteries throughout history. Top three mysteries of history? Okay. Yes. So, think um, about it. And I want viewer viewers, I keep saying it, the volleyers, the listeners, to email us your top three mysteries of history. That rhymes too. Cool. Yes. So hit me with your three. Um or you seem like based on publicity. So like whatever or... you constitute a mystery, like if there's some okay. unknown in there, if there's like a murder in there. Okay. Whatever right. you want to do. I got it. it. Okay. Number one, dragons. <laughs> That's a mystery. That's hilarious. There's a lot of people who really think dragons exist. Are you one of those people? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, number two, 
Sasquatch, a.k.a. <laughs> Bigfoot. You went such a different direction okay. than I thought you would. Okay, good. Um, and then number three, mermaids. <laughs> what? These are mysteries. These are things that people believe. Okay, in. so let me clarify my question a little bit more. I'm talking real things that actually happened that have mystery associated with them. Oh, that is so cryptic. Okay, fine. Want me to restart? Yeah, so like... I like my answers better, but fine. Okay, the murder of John F. Kennedy. There you go. That's that's what I'm looking for. 9-11. Okay. And... Mermaids. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. The Sasquatch one actually might have something there. The dragons? Yeah. Dude, a lot of people like swear dragons. No way. I'm serious. I just watched a video about this. Oh, God. All Send right. us your email. We're dragons real. I'm a hard no. I'm a hard no, too, but some people swear. Email. If you're a hard yes, email us. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let me give you some that I was thinking about. I don't know. if I think the biggest one is the Holy Grail. Okay. Okay. Um, The second... I think JFK's assassination has to be one of them. That's yeah. one, that's one of the ones I was thinking of. Um, the temp or the gardens of Babylonia, that's one. People don't know if they were real. Okay. Um, Atlantis. That ties back Ooh, into mermaids. Atlantis. There you go. Yes, mermaids. Atlantis. Boom. It's all gonna come back to mermaids. <laughs> Sweet. All right, volumes. Hit us up. Yeah, that's what we want. I feel like if we give them a task, maybe they're more willing to. Maybe so. Engage with us. Yeah. Give us an give us give us an email, y'all. All right. Cool. Well. That's a long intro. Thanks yeah. for listening to our intro. We're going to talk about stories now. Scary stories. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, so scary. <laughs> you up first? Yeah, I'm up first. It's an even number. So it's oh, me. it is. All right, Ryan. Good luck. Okay, thanks, dude. All right, dude. I don't think we mentioned it, but this is episode 10. 10. That's a lot. Good for us. It is, and it's going to be a spooky one. It's going to be a spooky one. Mine is... I just thought, what if something, like, scary happens during this scary episode? I am looking at a home, and you're looking out into the darkness, so if anyone gets attacked, it's going to be me, and you're going to see it. But, like, what if all the volleyers here is, like, a rustling of a phone, some screams, and then a week later a news report about how we're missing... Maybe then they will assume that it was framed because we edited and posted <laughs> the content of us that's getting killed. Point. That's a good point. <laughs> Someone would have to post it. If you were thinking that, then you're a good murder solver. <laughs> Maybe How I'm did the they post it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that would that would make sure that people are being attentive. <laughs> but if I am getting attacked or anything's happening, just let me know because I'll holler. I'm just looking at a, the back of a house. We'll use your case. code word. What's the code word? Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Over there! Over there! <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. So, I have a lot of angles with this. I want you... Ooh, are you talking geometry? Scary yes. geometry? Scary <laughs> math. math. Geometry was always my worst math subject. Dude, math is scary. Dude, geometry is scary, man. Yeah. There's so many angles. Oh, my God. Sine, cosine, tangent. And pi. Those just sound like demons. Pi sounds like a sweet treat, but then it's a really, really long number. It never ends. That's scary. Never? Things never ending is scary. I'll agree with you. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I thought it'd be fitting, seeing as though we're a history podcast and it was just Halloween, mm-hmm. to quickly tell you the history of Halloween. Quickly. This is not my story. Okay. But it's going to tie into my story. Halloween is a tradition of over 2,000 years. Did you know that? I kind of did. It originated in Celtic culture. Celtic. <laughs> Boston Celtic culture. <laughs> the people out there in Boston, they made it up. <laughs> it's a trick or treat. <laughs> it's a Celtic holiday. <laughs> Go Celtics. Okay, no. Celtic holiday. Celtics were in the UK. <laughs> Which is Ireland, Scotland. Okay. England, Ireland. Um, they used to do it because around this time of year is the end of fall and the beginning of winter. Uh-huh. And back back into olden times, when it got cold, a lot of people died. <laughs> <laughs> so, because... Shit, it's getting cold. Hope we don't lose <laughs> Junior. Yeah, he's a scrawny one. Give him some potatoes. Wait, those haven't been brought over from Put South America yet. Put some extra butter in him. <laughs> He'll be good to go for the winter. But think about that, though. That's kind of crazy. Winter yeah, time? I was guessing, like, South American, Mexican, Spanish. Okay, we'll get there. I'm going to talk about that real quick. Okay, but anyway, sorry. Okay. Th- this used to be, like, the beginning of the death time. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to think that the devil would kind of, like, come alive around now. So they used to dress up in animal skins and costumes, ghost costumes, to kind of, like, scare away the devil or scare away the bad things that were about to come. Whoa. Which, I'm going to talk about it, too, as we go through my story, but, like, the costumes that you see in old pictures are the most terrifying things in the entire world. Like, look up, like, Halloween 1950 or 1930. Scary. They're terrifying, dude. They're so scary. Yeah. Like, look them. Have you seen them, any of them? Not really. Oh, my no. God. You, like, really want to look at a scary costume? Like, now we have, like, all these intricate, like, blood. I had a kid in my class who had, like, his costume had a little pump that he could, like, squeeze, and blood would, like, run all over oh, his costume. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Look at some of these old costumes. They're absolutely terrifying. I all can't right. imagine, like, when these Celtics <laughs> were doing these, tra- like, these <laughs> traditional things every year. Like, they were wearing animal skin. I bet that was freaking terrifying. To see them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. Just of, like, wolves and deer and bears and <laughs> so if I'm the dragons. If I'm <laughs> mermaids. <laughs> you know, there was that one kid yeah, that was like, skin. I want to wear a mermaid costume. <laughs> Shut up, Jenny. <laughs> Devil's going to get you. But, like, honestly, if I was the devil, I would be pretty freaking terrified of all that. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, the devil's pretty scary, though. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. But anyway, I think... What Halloween is now is just a mixture of a lot of cultures. It originated with the Celtics. The Romans ended up taking over the United Kingdom area. They kind of adopted some of that Celtic tradition and folklore. Um, and they also added the goddess of fruit and apples. They would celebrate at that time. That's where we get bobbing for apples. It's from the Romans. Oh, of course. Fun fact. All right. Um, but throughout history, it's always been like a religious and cultural thing. More so than like a societal thing now i feel like it's just ingrained in our society to go door to door like asking for candy yeah Yeah, but it used to be religious cultural i guess now it's cultural but it used to be more i guess agricultural because it was the end of the fall the end of the harvest the beginning of the time that you couldn't freaking grow anything outside right so right yeah 
There you go. Yeah, it makes sense. But what I think is interesting is in our culture, it's, well, in the past, it's always been something, like, scary. But like you said, Dia de los Muertos, which is Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie Coco. I don't need to explain what that is. It's like a celebration for the, for his, in Hispanic culture. So. Right. Kind of interesting. After but Halloween, though. It's, it's like three days. I think it starts on the 31st and goes to, like, the 2nd. It's okay. three days. Yeah. Dia de los Muertos, yeah. Anyway. But I want to focus on kind of some of those more scary things. I want to focus a little bit on the reason why they felt the need to put on costumes, which is to warn off the devil. Okay. Because in the past, there were really, really scary things that happened that people could not explain. Okay? So that's what I'm going to focus on. All right. So let me quickly move it back. Bigfoot? Like big, no, not like Bigfoot. I'll tell you what it's like. Werewolf. It's like vampire, supervillain. Do you know your supervillains? No. All right, you're not very good at these this science fiction thing. No, I'm not. That's fine. <laughs> Have you seen the Avengers movies? One. Which one did you see? I think the first one. Oh dear God. Okay. <laughs> I'm really big into the Marvel world. So in Marvel, they they like made all these little movies and all the little movies pieced together to make like a big movie, which was uh, the Avengers. And then they made a few of those and then they pieced it together to make like this mega movie with all these like little superheroes. You know about that, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And the bad guy in that is Thanos. And basically like, I'm going to ruin it. If you haven't seen the Avengers movie now, you're not going to watch it. So I'm just going to tell you. He gets like all these stones, the infinity stones. He collects them. And then when he gets all five, six, he gets to, like, snap his fingers and make, like, whatever wish he wants. Uh-huh. And what he did was he snapped his fingers and he killed half of, literally one half, of the people in the entire universe, or living things in the entire universe. And that's, like, the movie, that's the newest, like, the most recent Avengers, the last one, is them basically solving him killing half the people. Wow. So... But I want you to imagine that. That's going to be the center message of my story. Okay. Half, one half, which, quick side note, I'm teaching fractions to third graders. Fractions are difficult. <laughs> they are hard. They are hard. Which, explaining what a fraction is to an eight-year-old is, is challenging. Yeah, like, when I'm eight, like, I look at the fraction one half and I say, three. The answer's three. <laughs> Duh. Duh. One, two, three. Three. The answer's three. So if you're ever wondering what I'm doing on a given Tuesday, <laughs> it's that. <laughs> but anyway, think about like one half of the population just disappearing or dying. That would be intense. Crazy, right? Like you would probably be gone. It'd be one of the two of us. It'd probably be you. <laughs> and you're the stronger one. <laughs> I'm just hoping it'd be you. Uh, you're the, yeah, you're the stronger Actually, one. Actually, there's I don't three know. in this house. Or four. There's four. So that means two people. You and me. <laughs> I think I think Brandy and Kyle will live. Yes, I think so. <laughs> but like, just the ramifications of that are crazy. Yeah, it's like you you go to work, you have ten employees, yeah. like five show up. Like, who's going to do that extra work? Who's going to do the work? Okay, so what if I told you that this actually happened? Wow, I hope it world. wasn't only men or only women. No, that would be really bad. That would that would be really bad. Could you imagine that? Like, all the women on Earth just died. Wow. What if, like, there was a certain virus that, like, only targeted one sex? Could you imagine that? Wow, that'd be crazy. That would be, like, the end of humanity. Yeah, that's how you sterilize the population. But if men all died, they could store enough semen 
and freeze it, that they'd be fine. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard this. They, they, they could women actually, could take over the world. Like, tomorrow, they could capture and store enough, like, semen from male humans that they would never need a human ever, a human male ever again. Wow. Like, until the, until just... like the, the long <laughs> future. Or the women just get to, like, live their normal lives, and then the men have to be confined to just create the, the DNA needed <laughs> in a little room. <laughs> yeah. A lot of men would probably be very I happy was just going to say Would you like hustler or playboy today, sir? <laughs> you know, it's a it's a weekend. I'll go playboy. Soften it up a little bit. <laughs> Meanwhile, the women are out there just, like, dominating the entire world. The world would be a perfect, well, <laughs> that's a place. whole can of worms. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to introduce the story that I'm telling. Okay. Which is about the bubonic plague. <laughs> oh. Black death. Black death. Death. Black death. <laughs> So, Black Death. <laughs> Black Death. <laughs> it killed a lot of people. <laughs> but it was a long time ago, so we can joke about it now. <laughs> okay. Ready. So, okay. there were a lot of plagues that have gone around in the world. There's, They say that there were three big ones. The one that we know is, like, the real bad one was in the middle. Though that's the one that I'm focused on. That's the Black Death. That was in the 14th century. Okay. And then it continued for a long time, so like 1300s until like 1600s, so like a minute. It took a minute to get rid of it. But like the real serious stuff was in the like middle of the 14th century, so like 1340, 1350-ish. Right. Okay. Started in eastern, western China. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Cl- like Caspian Sea area. Okay. Okay, around there. Wow. Traveled just basically from there. It got into Africa. Honestly, the Arabic world was hit the hardest by this. People don't think about that. But it was hit super hard. Maybe not the hardest, because mm-hmm. what we tend to focus on is what happened to Europe, which killed half of the population of Europe. Dang. Yeah, and that's like a really densely populated place around this time. Yeah. Like, and it always has been. Like Half of just, all humans. Yeah, half of all humans in Europe, and then one-fifth of the world's population. Oh, that's ridiculous. That Today, that'd be like over a billion people. Over a billion people today, yeah. That's a lot of a lot. What do of you people. do with that many dead people? That's a great question, and that's, that's part of the reason why it kept happening. Yeah. Right, that's like a scary thought right there. I know. Just where all those people are. Yeah. You want to know where they put them? Is, we walked across it in London. The River Thames, they used to freaking just toss them in there. Yeah, dude. Clear in the bottom of the ocean somewhere. I mean, I'm sure they've deco- decomposed bones. by now, but... Yeah. yeah dude, like, the fish were probably having a hate Oh, they're like... This is the best! Yo, the buffet is here! Man, and I'm sure the plague had moved on to somebody else by then, but... Right. Yeah, I mean, I think... I wrote it down here. It took... It took, like, three... Almost 300 years for the population to get back to where it was. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if they were, like, encouraging people to have more babies. So, well, yeah, we'll talk about that because I wrote that down. So, at, one of the reasons why it led to that is because there was a huge population growth due to, like, better agriculture around the year 1000 to the year 1300. So, there was, like, 300 years where, like, humans were, like, getting better at doing things. You know, yeah. we had just come out of, like, the 
after the Romans, the Roman Empire fell like around 300, and then you know like that 700 years there wasn't real, there wasn't really a ton of stuff going on, the Dark Ages, and then around a thousand is when we started to kind of figure things out a little bit more. The population is increasing, um, high fertility rates, but as this happened, more people were getting born, um, wages dropped because there's a ton of people. And then um, the crops, there started to become less crops because there were so many people. Mm -hmm. So the population boom, and honestly, like a little bit of overpopulation is one of the reasons why the plague hit so hard. Because there was a ton of people. There was a ton of people to infect. And that ended up being one of the positives that came from this is it killed a lot of people and because there were kind of too many people at the time. Right. So people say that it was actually... In the end, kind of a good thing. But right. In hindsight. Boy, I wonder if we're like on the brink of a big plague. And that's what I read. I was reading about. Yeah. What do they think it is? I mean, I don't know. I've read a lot of stuff. A lot of it comes down to climate change stuff. But mm. methane in the air. I read some stuff about that a couple weeks ago. But dang. Yeah. People, it's plague. I mean, like think about like think about just like one in every two people that you know dying. Like. That's intense. Like, the entire society was changed, the world was changed, and, like, I'm going to talk about it, but, like, how do you, how do you explain that? If you're, if you're whatever they had as a doctor a thousand years ago, or you're in charge of a church, or you're a king, like, how do you explain what that is to, like, the common person? Like, hey, half your family just died from this random thing, you're still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. What? Do, how do you explain that? Right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if there is a good way to... I mean, they had, like, medicine to an extent at yeah. that time. You know, like, they were trying to treat these people. But a lot of times they didn't know what to do. They were trying, like, the most ridiculous things. And then, you know, one of the stories that I was going to cover was... Which is an interesting story. Um, the Salem Witch Trials. Like, people would just do these random witchcraft type things, things that we would consider witchcraft now, to try to get rid of it uh-huh. because they had no other way of explaining what was happening or how to get rid of it. They did these random things. And then throughout history, time progressed and people thought those things were witchcraft, like in the Salem Witch Trials. Right. You know, they like, oh my God, you're doing this like one crazy thing. You shouldn't do that. That's, you're a her- you're like heresy, heresy, you're a witch. Right. Burner, you know. So why were they, why were they wearing the, were they wearing the animals? Were they doing Halloween? Then? I mean, so, well, I mean, I don't, I'm sure that they were, I'm sure that ties back into it. Like, and I'm sure that people died a lot more in the wintertime just because of lack of resources. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you think about it, it ties back to Halloween, like, you're scaring off this devil. It, it makes so much sense to me. And it's actually, like, historians will agree that it, it led to a stronger relationship with people with faith because they needed something to believe in. Mm-hmm. They needed a way to explain that. So it makes me, it makes me perfectly understand why people believe in a devilish thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have half your family just died just out of nowhere, got this random disease and half the people, you know, are dead. Like how else are people a thousand years ago going to explain that? Right. So that, you know, they latch on to things like Halloween they latch on to things like, oh, I need to do this one thing in order to make sure that the devil doesn't come like and kill my family. Superstition. Yeah, superstitious things. And, you know, I think it leads to a, a much stronger buy-in to the church, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I will, the church, like, 
you know, like there are people who are super bought into the church and people who are accepting of faith. I think those are different. But like then the church was able to control them, which I know we've talked about. Mm -hmm. The church was able to control people because they basically said, if you don't do these things, this terrible disease is going to come kill half your family. But if you buy in and you say like, oh, I'm saved, then we're Mm -hmm. then that whatever power is going to save you. Right, but you it know? wasn't back then. I mean, there's a there's a plenty of like religious people back then that were not, they were dying because of yeah. this. That's well, I mean, but what I'm, well, yeah, but what my argument is is I think like it it allowed people to have an explanation, right, for how it was happening. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of people in general. Yeah. Like, well, you, it goes back to everything. Yeah. Yeah, you have like an explanation for, you know. Most people probably have an explanation for all things, right? Yeah. I think faith, like faith or religion is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. But, that, I mean, you know, I don't know. I wonder, I, I, I'm just, I can't help, help but wonder, like, if a, we got a disease like that today, what yeah. would, I mean, modern medicine, we think could fix it. But think, think about how, I, I remember, like, I think it's uh, Planet of the Apes one of the Planet of the Apes movies, it shows, like, how quickly the virus spreads at the end mm-hmm. and kills all the people. That's the thing about, like, this. Like, obviously, it traveled across a lot of the world, but think about how much more connected we are now oh, right. than we were back then. If there was a crazy disease like that, it would spread across the entire world so fast. Yeah. yeah. But, like, think about, like, just, like, food allergies. Yeah. Those didn't exist, like, 100 years ago. No one had, maybe a handful of people had, like, peanut allergies, mm. dairy allergies. But, like, humans are now, like, becoming allergic to what we need to survive. Yeah. That's something, like, totally new that modern medicine still can't really explain. Yeah. Like, peanut allergies. Like, how often do you hear that, you know? Or lactose I mean, intolerant. Yeah. Or shellfish allergies. Yeah. Um, that's something, like, totally brand new. Hmm. All the psychological issues that people have now. Yeah. You know, from, like, autism. Mm-hmm. Asperger's. Yeah. Like, when did you hear about that? Until it's exploded. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it looks different now. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is just, like, with how many people we have. I mean, I go back to... It's kind of funny. It's not... I mean, it's not funny, but, like, Dwight in The Office. The Office is my favorite show of all time. Mm. I know The Office, like, the back of my hand. <laughs> They're in uh, a wedding, and Dwight goes, there's so many people in this world. We need a new plague. And, like... Yeah. I mean, it wipes out a ton of people, and you think about, like, I'm not saying there's a point that we need a plague, but, like, we are overpopulated in so many parts of this world. Like, it would be so quick, it'd be like lighting a fire, and things would spread so fast. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, every, you know, like, everything has a limiting, every species, like, has a limiting factor, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, if you're a rabbit... Your limiting factor is what you can eat or mm-hmm. whatever eats you. Yeah. And you see that. You see, like, populations, like, bump up and then decline because mm-hmm. of certain conditions. Um, but, like, humans are kind of immune to that as far as because we can produce our own food in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. We don't have really anything eating us, but there still are those limiting factors that, like, limit how big our population can get. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, like, disease or something in like that medical realm yeah you know yeah and like things adapt like i've been talking about again talking about this is my third graders we're talking about adaptations talking about how and it's easier for them to understand how animals make adaptations 
But viruses adapt too. And you know, we constantly, we medicine to prevent things. But there's going to be a time when a virus or disease has adapted in a way that we can't solve it before it kills a million people. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just bound to happen. Yeah. Have you seen the show Rotten on Netflix? No, it's been in my, like, thing. Like, I see it okay. all the time. Well, it's good. It. Yeah. But, um, shout out to that show. Yeah. But they have a cool one, like, on foodborne illness. And we, they, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people think that, like, we, not foodborne illness, sorry, but, um, food allergies. Yeah. That, like, humans essentially created it. Hmm. Um, one, because of antibiotics. Yeah. Um, it kills off, like, when you take antibiotics, it kills off lots of bacteria in you mm-hmm. and like in your gut in your digestive system is like a whole ecosystem of bacteria mm-hmm. that that back that, that antibiotics like pretty much wipe out yeah so all of a sudden these bacteria that can handle these foods that you're eating you know can't survive you you develop these food allergies mm-hmm. um or not eating a lot of different foods which is like the craze now yeah you know like vegan um vegetarian things like that like eating limited diet also makes you a lot more susceptible to these um, food allergies. Hmm. And, so like, we're kind of, like, we're designing, like, things that we think are, like, good and healthy for us. Yeah. Um, very well might be, you know, causing yeah. these <laughs> sicknesses. Like, it's always that. We never really know what we're doing. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, potatoes and milk for the rest of your life. You know, well, if you come in contact with a radish, it's probably going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, probably. <laughs> You had me convinced. But, oh man, I think I just think it's crazy, and I don't know, just kind of bringing it back to Halloween a little bit. I just, I, I, I've never, I guess for me, you asked me why, and I kind of, kind of just came to me, why I don't like Halloween, is I feel like people are so obsessed with this kind of stuff. Maybe not what we're talking about, like disease and things like that, but people are so obsessed with like scary things, mm-hmm. and like terrifying, like they want to see scary movies. I've never understood that. They want to watch, like, gory stuff. And there's just a big craze for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, where we where we got this Video idea games. to do this podcast is from another podcast that's a true crime podcast. My Favorite Murder, shout out. Like, that's the greatest podcast. And they talk about true crime. True crime is a huge thing. Like, people want to, like, see that scary side a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I don't know when... I just and I guess for, the, for that reason I've never really understood it. Kind of just bringing it back to your question, but right, maybe I don't know. people are just seeking to understand what they can't. You know, like death is what it all comes back it, to. Maybe yeah, maybe it's better than so that's probably what it all comes back to. It's just like yeah. people are trying to get a, a glimpse of what death is. Yeah, and trying to understand it, which we've been trying to do for a very long time. Sure have. So there you go, man. Dude, good stuff. Bubonic plague. That's scary. It's scary. I just man. I mean, it's still out there. And that's what I was going to say. Like, a few thousand people still die from it every year. Yeah, but it's not, like, terrible now. It's, like, terrible. Yeah. yeah, it is. But, terrible. I mean, people still die from it, which is crazy. But, like, yeah. what's going to be the next one? It's probably going to be carried by a bird. <laughs> probably. Hasn't that been a thing? Bird flu? Oh, yeah. That bird flu. Avian flu. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Good stuff, man. Thanks, dude. You got something spooky for us? You know, it's a little spooky. Only it's a little open-ended. Oh, all right. Something mysterious. All right, Ryan. Well, this was a story that I thought about doing a little while back. Okay. Um, But I decided not to because it's a little dark. 
Oh. Mysterious. Okay. Um, but it ties into a lot of stories that I've talked about so far. You really? pointed. What are you thinking? Is it something? It has to be about the river. It is about the river. The, Col- the Colorado River. It's about the Colorado River. Yeah. In, so in the Grand Canyon. In the Grand Canyon. Is it Phantom Ranch? It's not Phantom Ranch. That's no. kind of spooky. I don't know. That's the only thing that I could come up with. No, it's. I mean, they they passed Phantom Ranch, they, but my story ooh. involves the Colorado River. Mermaids. <laughs> mermaids. <laughs> the elusive freshwater <laughs> mermaid. They can swim through rapids. <laughs> they eat humpback chubs. <laughs> stranded boatmen. Yeah, they they allure sailors to their death. <laughs> as they, they do. Down the river. <laughs> no, you're talking about Dementors. Yeah, you're right. Dementors. <laughs> Anyways, no, my story is kind of about a, um, what turned into a honeymoon from hell. Okay. Okay. This is a honeymoon. Okay. So let me set the stage for you a little bit. Okay, All this right. is way back in the 1920s. Okay? Now, <clears throat> okay. what I'm going to be talking about is a couple who took a river trip. In the 1920s? In the 1920s. They were just asking for hell. I right. admit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're they're going down the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. Okay, they but... Were doing that in 1920s? And that's what I thought. So then I kind of looked into this around the 1920s. And what's okay. interesting is... Much like the 2000 teens, or whatever you want to call this era we're in, mm-hmm. outdoors, outdoor activities in the 1920s were very chic. They were very popular. Okay. Who is it because of? A big part of it was Sir Edmund Hillary. That, okay. This ties back into episode freaking one. This does. This ties back into the road right. trip and going outside. Because yeah. Sir Edmund Hillary, that was in, um, let me look at this. I have this written down. Um... Well, maybe I don't. When was that? Yeah, that was like right when they were taking the road trips. Edison and Firestone. Oh, right. And John Burroughs. Yeah, right. John Burroughs. Okay, like, okay, yeah, the road trips. Yeah. Right. I, I said Sir Edmund Hillary. Um, he, he summoned Everest. Yeah. That was also during this time. Yeah. Um, uh, Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh, right? Yeah. Flew a plane across the Atlantic during this mm-hmm. time. Like outdoor yeah. adventurous activities okay, cool. are super popular. They didn't have Instagram to show everybody like yeah. we do now, they have but it, it's that <laughs> same mindset. <laughs> but like young people are like taking these expeditions into the hmm. unknown cool. and getting out, getting in nature, and it's Same. like cool. It's popular. It captures the media's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a time much like today. Cool. So you know you can kind of imagine like this really adventurous outdoor couple goes on some unknown river in Russia. You can kind of imagine that. Yeah. Is like what it would be like today. And yeah. you see all these epic Instagram photos, except mm-hmm. they didn't have Instagram. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, the people who I'm talking about um, are named Glenn and Bessie Hyde. Okay. Okay. So, Glenn was a farmer. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> hey, there you go. So, Glenn was a farmer from Twin Falls, Idaho. Okay. Okay. And he married Bessie. Bessie was a divorcee. She'd already been married once. Um, at the time, she's only 22 years old. Glenn is 30. Not uncommon at that okay. time. But she's already been married and divorced at age at 22. 22. Dang. Isn't that wild? That's a red flag. <laughs> that is a red flag right there. Um, and they got married on April 10th, 1928. 
One day after Bessie's divorce <laughs> is finalized. Oh, man. They were having an affair that whole time. Okay. So what I want you to kind of ponder for a second there is, like, just what kind of woman this okay. Bessie lady is. Okay. Right? She had... Already married. Already divorced. Man, and the second she's done with that other dude, she's... She's marrying married. Glenn. Glenn Hyde. See, maybe... See, I'll side with her a little bit and just say maybe she loved Glenn the Maybe she time. did. Maybe she did. Or maybe he was rich. <laughs> he might have... He was not rich. Maybe he had a lot of followers on Instagram. <laughs> have you ever thought did. about that? <laughs> Insta-scroll. <laughs> but this guy has 10,000 Instagram followers. I'm going to leave my current husband for this dude. That would probably happen now. Probably has. That's also that it probably has. Did you hear about those Instagram models who got, um, like, booted out by the MLB for them flashing? Have you, did you oh, you no, no, yes, I did yeah. see this. I that didn't know wild. they were Instagram models. Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, but I they just got, thought it was random checks. They got in a bunch of trouble, caught a bunch of heat for flashing the world on national television. National television. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But if you haven't Good seen that, you. check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely recommend it. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Um, we don't condone that behavior. I don't condone this. I'm there to watch some baseball. <laughs> you almost caused a pitcher to balk. Come on. I actually did. Did you see that? <laughs> he stepped off the mound. He did, yeah. yeah. Funny. Okay. Anyways, so they're married. They got married April 10th, and um, they want to go on a honeymoon, okay? Yeah. So, obviously, that adventure mindset. Um, and at this time, a woman had not been through the Grand Canyon on a boat. Wow. So there's also some, um, what do you want to call that? That incentive of the first, the, being the first, we talked about that with like Everest, a, a pioneer, yeah. you know, like the yeah. first woman to go through. So there's, there's that motivation too, for, for both of them, really. Maybe she saw him as an opportunity to be the first woman. That's a, that's an excellent thought right there. Yeah. Yeah. Good so anyways, her. they set out from Green River um green river utah um in october 1928 so what is that april six months after they're married okay okay in a boat that glenn built he built his own boat wow that's is if that's not endearing i don't know what is honey i'll build this boat for you i'll take you down the i'll take you down the river i'll take you on the colorado river (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have a hell of a time because it's 1920 that's right (laughs) And this yeah. is, I mean, I gotta, you know, they went through the Grand Canyon. I gotta, you know, that's that's big. But what you have to think about is they had to go through a sh- ton of river before that. Yeah. So Green River, Utah, that's on the Green River. Yeah. So the Green merges with the Colorado and Canyonlands. Mm-hmm. You go Can- through a oh, Canyonlands is so beautiful. Yeah. You go. That's through the a, most underrated national park. Sorry. Oh yeah, and it should be. Don't pave it. Yeah. yeah national no. Park Service, don't put a, any more paved roads. Amazing there. there. Sorry. Um, they go through a really rough canyon called Cataract, yeah. known for massive rapids. Mm-hmm. And then they enter um, Glen Canyon, which is a lake now, which is now a lake. Mm-hmm. And then they get through Grand. They start going through Grand Canyon National Park. Yeah. Um, and the press is following them on this, like they're kind of keeping track of their journey. Okay. Um, when they get to Phantom Ranch, as you mentioned earlier, huh. they do do a little press conference up there. They hike out to the rim, <laughs> get some. <laughs> they get some. Uh, doo-doo my bad um they get some provisions at the south rim and you know they do like a little media mm-hmm. thing for the papers on them so like okay. this is this is being followed gotcha um and at one point this is kind of a little 
tidbit that could go somewhere okay. as the story goes on. Um, one of the reporters at the South Rim is wearing like a nice pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And that reporter notices how Bessie kind of looks sad, kind of worn out, tired. Mm-hmm. And Bessie looks at that reporter and says, I wonder if I'll ever get to wear nice shoes again. And she looks at this pretty reporter's shoes. Whoa. Just kind of leaves it at that. Okay. I mean... All right. Can I... Let me tell you where... Can I tell you where I'm at? Sure. Go ahead. Just... This seems... You said mysterious. Yeah. Also, I've listened to so many of the other podcasts, My Favorite Murder, (laughs) where I'm just like, I know that this is going to... Someone's going to die. I don't know... I don't want to predict that, but... Okay. Sorry. I do want to predict that. I don't want you to tell me, though. Uh Uh-huh. I think someone's going to die. Okay. You're probably right. I think... I think that she... She's going to kill him. You might be right. Because... Is she in it for the limelight? You know, and that's what's not sure. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's just what I'm thinking. Um, I've never heard this story. So, in Glenn, her husband, he was definitely, like, in a more... He was a more intense Mm. character. Okay. Like, I'm trying to think of a modern-day example. But you see someone who's, like, just very determined, intense in their ways, like, gonna get what they set out for. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) An outdoor Trump. (laughs) Slender. Slender. Strong shouldered. Okay. Trump. <laughs> so but, he's he's in it he's in it a little bit for the Yeah. For the show too. Right. And some people wonder like how much he was pushing Bessie to do this. If if she was oh. really you know, how much she wanted he wanted to I mean, he could set her and themselves up for a pretty nice life after doing something like this too. Oh yeah. Just with the credibility and the press. Absolutely. And the status. The status. <laughs> it's yeah. all about status in the 1920s. It's all about that status. <laughs> Got to get to the next uh, tier of Instagram followers. <laughs> Instagram followers. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, they're they're just trucking along. Okay. You can kind of imagine their boat. They have all the stuff they need to with them. So they yeah. got a lot of gear on this boat. Okay. Um, and it's rough, you know. Like sometimes, um, Bessie has to row the boat. Sometimes, if Glenn is ill or hurt, mm-hmm. vice versa. You know, it, it's very much, they're both, they're not experienced enough to be doing this. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, who is? That's the thing to think about. Right. There was no one in the world that was ex- No, exactly. There was any experience in So you do this. this as like a couple, but it very much becomes, like, you are, have to be, you have to be concerned for your own yeah. survival. At all times, yeah. Yeah. And so you have to kind of imagine that, like, Glenn is, yeah, he's doing this with his wife who wants to protect her, but he also ultimately has to also be looking out for how he's doing, and Bessie mm-hmm. the same. Like she has to be concerned about her own survival. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, this, this is the winter time. Mm. Right? We know October. that brings death. <laughs> exactly. So wait, sorry. So how long from when they started at Green River until when they got out at Phantom? Um, it would have been early November, actually. So I mean, like a month though. Actually, no, mid-November. Okay, so like a, a good month, month, two months. Right. Yeah. A good yeah. Right, exactly. Um, like a month and a half. Call okay. Call. Yeah, and they're at Phantom Ranch, and that's November. So okay. right now... Dang, what a terrible time to do oh, this. Oh, dude, it's brutal. I mean, you know how like low the sun is yeah. in the wintertime. Um, down there in the Grand Canyon, and in any canyon, really, mm-hmm. is it's just a lot of shade. And shade yeah. means cold. Oh, and it's chilly in the shade. Right. When you only have like yeah. 40, 50 degree temperatures, you know, mm-hmm. maybe down in the 30s at night, and you're in the shade all day, you're getting wet... Um, 
it's you're like in kind of a constant state of hypothermia. Yeah. You're on the brink of it. Yeah. So this is not like a pleasant like, ooh, let's get wet, splash, splash, fun. This is like it's cold. Happy honeymoon. Like you go to bed cold, you wake yeah. up cold, you're cold all day, you're yeah. cold. So it's a pretty tough condition. People don't think about that, but just imagine the Grand Canyon. Oh, it's so hot. Right. I mean, you were work- you were telling me this. You were working down on the river the other day, and how cold was it? Oh, man, it was like 29 when I got down to my boat. It yeah, was people don't realize how cold that is. It's cold. Yeah. And in the shade all day, around water, yeah. it doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. So the last day that um, Betty, or Bessie and Glenn are spotted is on November 18th, 1928. And that's wow. just six miles, not even just under six miles past Phantom Ranch. Mm-hmm. So if you are you go to the south room of the Grand Canyon, um, the trails that are around you going down to the base go to Phantom Ranch, mm-hmm. to give you an idea. So just right around there, right around the base of the south rim. Um, so Glenn's dad is, their parents are very concerned, obviously. Mm-hmm. Before... Where were they planning on getting out? Um, oh, boy. I would guess probably Grand Wash Cliffs, like down by present-day Lake Mead. Okay. Upper part of Lake Mead. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, because that's like technically the end of Grand Canyon mm. National Park. Okay. Um, so Glenn's Dan, he, he launches a search party. There's no one hears for them for a couple of weeks. Mm. So on December 6th, Glenn's dad launches a search party. Mm. And this is in the media, right? Yeah. So this would be like... Well, it was covered from the beginning. I'm sure exactly. when they went missing, it right. was very covered. So like modern day, these Instagram adventure stars yeah. are on this unknown river in mm-hmm. Russia Two weeks of not hearing from them, not seeing a single post. Yeah, people want to search for them, and then people yeah. are listening. People are wondering what happened to Ben because they're famous. Classified. Yeah, right. Um, Especially being the first woman to go down the Grand Canyon. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that people were watching that story. Right. Yeah. And what's wild is it takes a while to find anything, but finally on December 19th, so that's 13 days later, two okay. more weeks of just unknown. Yeah. What's happening? Um, a plane spots a boat. At mile 237. Okay. So that we're talking 140-ish miles past where they were last seen. Okay. Um, the boat... Is that still in the Grand Canyon? That is still in the Grand Canyon. Damn, the Grand Canyon's so big. It's huge. Yeah. Wait, 100 miles from Phantom Ranch is still in the Grand Canyon? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's insane. Yeah, it goes... I mean, if you've ever been to Phantom Ranch... Technically, yeah. goes to, like, mile, you know, like, 277. Jesus it was Christ. Christ. the Grand Canyon. It's yeah. just people don't... I, I don't... I don't even realize it's how massive. freaking massive it is. Sorry, continue. It's huge. <laughs> but, so they spot this boat at mile 237. So, yeah. when, on the river, you know, you have fast water. You can imagine water moving fast. A rapid. A rapid, right? Or <laughs> yeah. just fast water. On the edges of that fast water is what you call mm-hmm. an eddy, where the the river flows backwards. Mm-hmm. So you have this kind of like big, slow-moving whirlpool mm-hmm. next to the fast water. Um, what happens is, say if you like, drop a football in a rapid, okay? okay? You'll see the football go through. Oftentimes, it gets stuck in one of those eddies, and it mm-hmm. just kind of spins around in circles for sometimes days. Mm-hmm. Stuff just gets stuck in there because it's like a little whirlpool. You know yeah. what I mean? It yeah. can't get out. Um, so they see in a boat, they see a boat down there in that eddy at mile 237, um, completely upright. All the gear on that boat is rigged. Mm-hmm. Like all their gear is on board. Nothing has broken off. So it didn't flip. It didn't flip. The mm-hmm. only thing that's missing is Glenn and Bessie Hyde. Mm-hmm. The search continues. They look downstream. They're scouring the river for bodies, pieces of clothing, anything, um, Nothing is ever found. 
ever. That continues to this day. What? Not a single shred of Bessie or Glenn has ever been found. No body, <laughs> no scrap of clothing, anything. What? Nothing, not a trace. But their boat was just sitting there, yeah. spinning around. It was as if they, like, pulled over, you know, got off to use the restroom. You know, at some point their boat gets back out in the water and they're never seen from So again. that's an interesting thought. I guess it's one of those two things. They either go into the river or they got out. Do you think they went in or do you think they got out? I think they would have gotten out because, okay. you know, if you fall off... <sighs> As long as they've been on the river, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to imagine them falling off the boat without the boat going over. It's fair. It's you know, fair. they've already run some of, they've already run most, a lot of the biggest whitewater mm-hmm. in the canyon yeah. to that point. Actually, they have run the biggest. They've run yeah. everything. All the biggest rapids. Yeah. Um, so to make it through those, they would have been able to stay on the boat. Yeah. So they had to have gotten off the boat. Which raises well, I mean, a question. I mean, even to get to Phantom Ranch where they were last seen, they had gone through some pretty crazy parts of the river. Big ones. In oh, a yeah. long time. They were on the boat. They clearly had it figured out ish. Ish. Yeah. They were, they, they and were then if they it. didn't figure they didn't have it figured out, then more shit would have fallen off. Or exactly. they would have been and they and all their stuff would have been thrown in the river. So I guess you're right. My first instinct was to think that they had fallen in. Mm-hmm. But I guess they just got out. But man, like to knock it out and to not bring your stuff, mm-hmm. what happened? And, and that's, you know, and that's the mystery. So, theories. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to dive too much into these theories because I kind of want to leave it open for the imagination. Okay. Um, but theory one. Actually, okay. I only really have one theory. Okay. <laughs> but it could kind of go two ways. Okay. Um, theory murder. one, part A. <laughs> murder. Murder. Okay. Um, either could have murdered either. Yeah. Um, it's really up for grabs. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a theory about perhaps Bessie murders Hyde. Okay. So you know maybe imagine that they've been just it's been incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Bessie's done. She wants out. Glenn's not having it. He wants to push on, continue. He doesn't care what she thinks. There's this animosity building. Mm. Um, maybe he gets aggressive. And he's, like, physically not letting her yeah. go. And so she feels like she has no choice but to escape with her life, and she has to kill her husband. Okay? That's my theory. And this theory is kind of supported by some pretty wild evidence. What? You want to hear this? So, how would you 19, have gotten out? 1971. So we're talking okay. about 43 years later. Okay. Okay. So, at the time, Bessie would have been 65 years old. Okay. Okay. On a commercial river trip. So, we're talking like a river trip today. You know, Uh any company you sign up for online, book a trip. Um, There's an elderly woman on that trip. One of the nights, they're sitting around the campfire, and the guides are telling the story of Glenn and Bessie Hyde. And this woman breaks Mm -hmm. down. She's crying. And she says she is Bessie Hyde. <laughs> what? In 1971. Yep. She claims that she murdered her husband, did not want to say where or how she disposed of his body, and she left. She hiked out of the canyon, and she started a new life under a new name, claiming she was an orphan, um, and that she murdered him. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I, I, I want to react after you tell me if there's any evidence supporting I mean, that's what she him said. killing her. She later, um, after the trip was over, she said that that was not true. That was false. Who but heard her say that? Just the river guides? The whole, everyone on her trip heard her say that. Oh my God. Yeah. So she like, and that, to me, that kind of makes sense. Like she came back to this place that she had this awful traumatic experience in a very safe wow. light. And wow. she finally just lets wow. it out. It was, it was her. She was best. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's like the most badass thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Okay, is there any, so let me ask, is there any evidence to support that he killed her? Um, not much. I mean, I think it's it's definitely a possibility, but what we don't have is a person to pin them on. Okay. There's also this mysterious river guide. Um, Her name's Georgie White. She Mm -hmm. ran, she's the the most famous Grand Canyon river guide of all time. Yeah. You know, she was never, you, you, you won't see a photo of her without a Coors Light in her hand. Oh, that um, kind of girl, but a lot of but she has a pretty mysterious past, and mm-hmm. not a lot is known about it. And a lot of people think that she was Bessie Hyde, that she, um, you know, killed her husband, started this new life in the West, and just continued coming does back the to the timetable. It does support that. What the, the timetable fits? Yeah. What's her name? Um, Georgie White. And the timetable fits that. It does. So she's yeah. dead. She's, she's dead. like the same. She would be like the same age. She's dead now. Georgie White? Yeah. Yeah. She's dead now. What? Yeah. But a lot of people think that Georgie White, this mysterious, like, wild lady on the river who didn't really talk much about her past and no one really knew, was actually Bessie Clyde. that is absolutely her. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Yeah. That's wild, dude. Holy cow. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Man. It just leaves so many questions. Like, the not finding of any evidence, and after a month... You know, like weeks, weeks of searching. And for I don't want to say people. like it's easy to find evidence, but like you think about somebody going missing in a forest, mm-hmm. you they could go anywhere. Somebody missing in the Grand Canyon, there are very few places that they could be. No. It's probably along the river. Right, exactly. And stuff yeah. gets stuck. You know, like Absolutely. logs don't just like make a clean run through the canyon and get spit out. Like they yeah. get stuck for a while, they get hung up for days, weeks, years. And dead bodies float. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think, like, every avenue leads to murder. Whoa. Mm-hmm. She killed him for sure. She killed him for sure. I think she did. I just, you know... Man. The divorce... Like, I just think, you know, maybe she was just a little Holy bit of a cow. sociopath and didn't get what she wanted from her husband, married Glenn, because he had this grand plan and could get her where she wanted to be, and things got rough, and she knew that she could be done with it. Wow. Or they're still out there. Both of them. Both of them. They'd be like a hundred. <laughs> they would be, be ancient. Can you imagine? <laughs> like ninety-seven, just stumbling on upon some really old people in the middle of the game. Still married, up in Utah somewhere. <laughs> they're just all super cute and old. <laughs> all we've been together for a hundred years, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's one wow, of the dude, that's wilder crazy mysteries. I mean, and just being a honeymoon too. You know, it's yeah. It's hard to explain what what could have happened. So what do you think? Which one of those? I think that she's that river guide. I think, you know, yeah, I think, I honestly think she might be Georgie White. Wow. When did Georgie White die, do you know? Oh, boy, that's a good fact check. Um, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I could look it up. Yeah, look it up. Should I look it up? A live fact check, ladies and gentlemen. We're going for a live fact check here. 
Wait, hold on. My mom texted me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it's almost like we could have been doing this the whole time. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> we honestly could have. I don't know why we haven't been. <laughs> this saves us a lot of time. Okay, let's see. Georgie White um, died in 1992 in Las Vegas. How old was she? Nevada. She was... Um, Sorry, math. 90, 81. 81. Okay. She was born in 1911, which in 1928 would have put her at... 17. 17. Ooh, so not quite lining up. But who but, knows about but, the ages back then? Dude, if she was 17, she could have been 22. Easy. Man, that's a wild story, dude. Thanks, man. We've yeah. never done one like that. I like that. No, yes, it's, it's really open-ended. Yeah, yeah we are always about giving a definitive end to our stories. <laughs> yeah, there's no end. This one's wide open. Yeah, it kind of wow. makes you wonder it what does. could happen down there in the Grand Canyon. Holy cow. I like how you brought it back to the Grand Canyon. I wasn't expecting that. No, yeah. Nice I, I, it just kind of like, it kind of worked for this. Spooky Scary stories. Ooh. I hope Bree liked it. Bree, I hope you liked it. Okay, let's talk about Jerome real quick. Oh, Jerome. I forgot. Damn, I totally forgot to talk about that. Jerome. No, bring him back. Yeah, so Bree wanted us to talk about Jerome, which is an old mining town Mm -hmm. up above Cottonwood, Arizona. It's like western Arizona. Yeah. And all the old buildings, I mean, like brothels, Mm -hmm. you know, all those. It's kind of like that mining, kind of like thrown together type of town. Like a sticky town. But a lot of people (laughs) think it's haunted. Yeah, and no one lives there anymore. Yeah, just it's it's gotten like really touristy, but there's a lot of like ghost tours and if you're ghost that. sightings, things like that. Did you do a ghost tour when you went there? No, so I don't really have much to talk <laughs> about. Jerome. It's kind of creepy, kind of a weird place. Yeah, I feel like any of those ghost towns where like a lot of people lived at some point, mm-hmm. um, and then everybody left. Yeah, They're just kind of like what happened? Where are Man. these people? I need to check it out. I've always seen signs for it and. Jerome seems like the worst name for a town in the entire world. <laughs> you mean my buddy Jerome? <laughs> That's right. I got a buddy named Jerome. He works at Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jerome. No, I, yeah, but I guess I should check it out. It's a cool place, like way up on the hill, great view of the valley in Sedona. And... Oh, Sedona's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love Sedona. Cool. Yeah. Nice, So, man, man that's, that's the hides. Nice, dude. All right, well, should we wrap it up here? Let's wrap it up. We're going to, we usually pause and then do the wrap-up, Yeah, but I feel like we're just ready for a Yeah, wrap let's just up. wrap it up. I have to give you crap really quick. I forgot to tell you this earlier. Okay. So I was talking to your wife, because she, mm-hmm. she teaches with me. We're, uh, we're team leads together. We're in That's charge right. of all the other teachers, and I was talking to her after school today, and she told me something about you that I did not know, and had I known this before, I would have given you a lot of crap, and it ties back into <laughs> scary things. Harry Potter. Yeah. Have you not... I thought that you knew Harry Potter well. I knew Harry Potter so well. What are you talking about? Your wife is wrong, and I'm calling her out right now. What? You need to talk to your wife about this. She doesn't know that you know Harry Potter. Dude, I started the Harry Potter club at my high okay. school. Okay, she, she doesn't know this. She does not know this. She does not know this. I was talking what? to her earlier. I was like, I was like, Lauren, blah, 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 Harry Potter. She's like, oh, well, Jerry doesn't really know Harry Potter. I was like, he doesn't? Are you sure? Like, I think that you would know Jared better than I would. What? But she's like, I don't even think he's read all the books. I've read them like, all twice. Okay. I've read the need, last one three times. You need to give your wife crap. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get a hold of her. Okay, because I was like, man, I I remember talking to Jared extensively. 
extensively about Harry Potter. Oh, dude, I loved Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter, too. When I turned 11, sad day. No letter from Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm serious. I was, in the back of my head, I was hoping. I was like, there's a chance. I just haven't discovered my powers yet. That's hilarious. Dude, now I'm serious, man. I love Harry Potter. Okay. You can ask me any Harry Potter trivia question, I'll tell you. Man. Character motives, anything. Email us, because I feel like I'm pretty good at it, too. My sister, Mallory, is like a whole different world of understanding Harry Potter. <laughs> but I've like, I'm pretty into it. We went to Harry Potter World in Florida. I've been to the studios in London, too. Yeah. Where they filmed it. That was pretty neat. But... Yeah, I can't I believe why, why I know it's crazy know that and I, felt I know I've stupid. told her before. Yeah. yeah. So now oh, you guys, dude, I love Harry you guys Potter. have something new to bond over <laughs> to argue about. <laughs> yeah. home. Wake up. There you go. <laughs> it's fight time. Okay, hit me with one Harry Potter trivia, and I'll hit you with one before we get out of here. Okay. Um. Okay. Hmm. This is more of an opinion. Okay. Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Good or evil? Good. Evil parents very much formed his upbringing. He wanted to be good that whole time, and I think you saw evidence of that throughout the series. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be good. At the end, due to pressure, he killed Dumbledore. But if anything, he knew that it had to be done. Hmm. There you go. Okay. What do you think? I accept. You know, I think... I think some men are born evil mm. and choose greatness when evil doesn't work out for them. Yeah. That's my theory on that Ooh, point. That's an interesting take. I don't think he had I don't think he was cut out for what his parents wanted him to do. No. So I he was supposed he to be like he was supposed to be the heir. So I think he sided with the good. Hmm. Chose the winning team. He did. A he wise did. choice. <laughs> A wise choice, Malfoy. Hmm. All right, trivia. Go ahead. I kind of want to ask you opinion, an opinion now. Sure. I'll actually bring it back to dragons, and then I'll ask you a quick opinion. So I watched this video. Ted Ed, we're talking about Patreon. I just committed to pay money to Ted Ed because they make the best videos on YouTube. So mm-hmm. check them out. They made a video on dragons and whether or not they would actually be real. We talked about that at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. The most realistic dragon in the in all of science fiction is the dragon from Harry Potter. Really? What's his name? The one that guards in Gringotts? That guards the bank? No. Sorry. Good good one there. No. Not the Gringotts one. Okay. Hagrid's one that Harry meets in the woods. Oh! Um... Give me a letter. One letter. I'm honestly doubting myself now. <laughs> what is it? G, I think. No. Oh, you might have to look. You might have to do a double live. I was going to say Gary, but that was just an Gary. <laughs> um, Gary, come what is home. it? What is it? What is it? I'm. You're going to need to look it up. Gregory. <laughs> no. Shoot. What it is was it? some like it was, um, science fiction name. My sister is literally, literally sitting there yelling at her phone oh right now. Oh my gosh. Um. Let me see here. And I'm pissed at myself because I was literally just thinking about this. I had the name right there. No, it's Norbert. Norbert? Yeah. No, it's Norbert. Something silly. Yeah. You Norbert. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That he kept in the woods and yeah. in his house. The That's egg. the most realistic dragon. Norbert. In huh. all of science fiction. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. 
There you go. All right. Well, thanks for that, Ryan. And yeah. thank you, Volliers. Thanks, Volliers. Wow, that was a great episode. That was a spooky one. That was fun. It was interesting. All kinds of things talking about talking about them. That was episode 10, Jared. That was. Yes. I'm proud of us. We've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So catch up. Email us. Hit the share. Hit yes. The, hit the email. Hit us with your mysteries. Hit us with your fact checks. Hit us with the stupid shit that we say. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you. We love you very much. Thanks for ten great episodes. We'll keep coming with more. I think that's time for us, Jared. I think it is. Thanks all for listening. This is Jared. And this is Ryan. And we are the Volleys of History. Adios.